Thought Bubble Audio. Hi, and welcome to Batwoman TV Talk, the weekly podcast following the adventures of the CW's new and renewed hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello. How you doing? Pretty good. I completely forgot that we were renewed while we were away. Yeah, we were. uh, They renewed everybody. Which is a classic CW move, because they did the same thing last year, right? after the crossovers too and then it came out a few months later that supernatural and arrow were ending so we're renewed right with batwoman we don't have to worry about but like any other show in the dc universe if they decide to end them they'll announce that later but for now we're all good yeah we got renewed everybody got renewed and superman uh the superman lois uh tv show got ordered straight to series I'm so they, excited for that. They bypassed the pilot episode. Um, I don't know. Like, I well, love Superman. You don't love Tyler I, Hecklin as Superman, so you're not going to love this show. Yeah, I have a note on him later on, so I, I will save my comments. Oh, you we, mean his random uh, appearance that made no sense? Well, I mean, yeah. But... Aside from that, I mean, um, I don't know. I really like Bitsy as Lois, so I am happy for that. And I was kind of getting the Superman itch scratched on Supergirl, but I'd stopped watching that. Although, no, I can't you're because not gonna, John Cryer is going to be yeah, the rest of the season. I was going to say, John Cryer is going to play a... Like after after this, I was like, ooh, I can go back to watching it, and then no. I was like, oh no, yeah. No, they like, they set it up now that he's gonna be in the back half, so you're not gonna touch that with a ten foot pole. Yeah, no. Ah oh, well. Well, today we're gonna talk about the last two parts about Crisis. Uh, so parts four and five, four being the Arrow episode, and five being the Legends of Tomorrow episode. Uh, they yes. both they both aired on Monday. Which was nice because they kind of just finished it up Tuesday. I have no idea what day of the week it is. They both aired um, to finish it up, which was nice that they didn't prolong it any more than they had already had. Yeah, because I felt like they've prolonged it enough. Like I don't feel like this, especially seeing how they ended it. I don't feel like the the month break we had was necessary. Uh, uh, yeah, no, neither do I. I just, I guess they kind of figured it was a way to kind of get people back into the, um, the winter, the winter new episodes. Cause like Batgirl and Supergirl come back on the 19th, which is this Sunday. So this was essentially like a way to get everybody on, on board and then like, Hey, everything comes back next week. Which, okay, but still, I hope whatever crossover we get next year yeah. uh they don't do this again cuz i don't like it yeah i i agree they should have just they should have just gone all through it and that would have been it exactly so we're going to start on 
on the Arrow uh, episode. So last time we get the flashback, last time on Crisis, um, all that matters is I hate John Cryer. Oh, that took about, that. what, 3.5 seconds before that sentence came out of your mouth? Well, he should have, he should stop being so bad. I don't find him that bad. Now, do you just not like John Cryer, or do you not like John Cryer as Lex Luthor? I don't like John Cryer as Lex Luthor. And when I say that, it's not so much the way they're writing Lex Luthor. I think for all intents and purposes, they're not writing Lex Luthor badly. But you think he's portraying him badly? John Cryer as Lex Luthor, I think is just being bad. Like for one, I don't, when I think of somebody like Lex Luthor's menacing and there's no way you're ever going to get me to, to think of John Cryer as menacing. Um, he's brilliant. You're never going to get me to think that about John Cryer. There's just a lot of things in his mannerisms and the way he delivers his lines that I think would be so much better in virtually anybody else's hands. Now, you want a sidekick for a comedy? You get John Cryer. Not for a megalomaniacal billionaire. Okay. I don't agree, but okay. So we start off uh, in the past on the Monitor's home planet uh, where he's with his wife and they're they're about ready to they're about ready to to have a scientific experiment of him traveling to the or the birth of the universe. The dawn of time is what they called it, right? Yes. Yep. Um, which is fine. Like never in the history of anything has time travel ever resulted in anything bad happening. Oh no, not at all. No, never. Uh, he's very, he's very, um, he doesn't like his suit that he has. He thinks it's a little bulky and. I thought and that was cute. Like overall aesthetic. Yeah. I loved the banter there. That was cute. Uh, yeah, he has a nice little uh, back and forth with his wife. Um, even when his wife, even when his wife says something, and he's like, "Look, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just, just a time, the time travel guy. You're the monitor. You're the monitor." I think that that's kind of like, I thought that was kind of cute because then obviously, the monitor then becomes his name. So I don't know. If it's kind of like a we are the Flash thing with Barry and Iris, or like when his wife died, he just took that name to honor her. Right. We don't we don't know because it could have just been a pet name that he had for her. But it just goes to show you, no matter what planet you're on, the wife is always in charge. So true. So he goes to the dawn of time. Naturally, there's stuff coming from his body that ends up piercing a hole into the antimatter universe and that's how we essentially get the creation of the anti-monitor and all the stuff that happens after that yes we get to vanishing point where they've been for months according to according to cho or choi rather 
I uh-huh. I keep wanting to use the actor's name and not the character's name. I forget what his name is. Ryan something? Yeah, it's Ryan Choi. Um is the is the character's name. And he's doing a he's doing a brief kind of like reset, like, hey, we're still at the vanishing point and we've been here for a while. Um he kind of goes through and shows you what everybody's doing. Kara's just sulking. Uh, Canary is sulking. Batwoman is naturally shadow boxing. Yep. Uh, and the then Flash he is gone. The Flash is gone. Um, he says that they haven't seen him in months. Like he just ran and they haven't seen him. Uh, so that got me to thinking. Because Where the hell is Barry? Because that was what my mind said. No, I was thinking they've been there for months, and yet somehow everyone's clothing still looks very clean. Their hair is nice and trimmed, and they all have makeup. So kudos, television. Kudos to whoever whoever smuggled in the makeup kit. And have been taking care of the haircuts for for people while they've been at the vanishing point. So, uh, him and Lex are working on a device. We don't really know what the device is um, initially until they they're ready to kind of test it. Uh, obvious from Choi's uh, monologue is he dislikes Les, uh, Lex. And, he called him a know. douchebag and an asshat, and I screamed. Yep. Yes, and you know what? Same, same choice. Well, anybody who uses ass hat on television just automatically wins for me because that's my favorite phrase. <laughs> <laughs> it just is. It really is. It's my favorite. Once, once um, Choi's done his, once Choi's done his monologue, Barry comes out from. Pretty much out of nowhere. Oh no! They they try and test the machine first. They're like, "Hey, we got this machine that's gonna that's gonna help us, but we don't know if it's gonna work or if it's gonna kill whoever, or if it's gonna kill whoever uh, tries to use it." So naturally, um, Supergirl volunteers Lex. I loved her for that. That was so awesome. You know, Martian Manhunter's like, all right, I'll go. And Supergirl's like, no, 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 we've already lost enough good people. Lex, you're volunteering. And to his credit, he was going to do it. Well, he didn't really have much of an option. He was outnumbered. Big time. So it doesn't work, naturally, because otherwise this show would be uh, 30 minutes long. Kind of blows up in their face. Doesn't work. Lex is fine, unfortunately. And we get we get Barry coming out of nowhere, kind of crashing into the wall. And he said he couldn't get into the Speed Force. So he's been gone for months and somehow still didn't get into the Speed Force, even though it was like seconds to him. Yeah, he's try- he was trying to... He said trying to escape this place was like running uphill in a mountain in Montana or something. 
Yeah, and I didn't realize mountains in Montana were any worse than mountains anywhere else, but apparently they are. Apparently. So they, they're trying to still figure out how to get out of there. We get to a cutscene of um, arrow flashbacks of arrow fighting and flipping and. Yes, I called this Oliver Queen. This is your life. The ass kicking edition. <laughs> Which I mean is a set, all. That's all it is. It's just like different scenes of him flipping and fighting. That's it. And we see once the those cutscenes are done, we see Jim Corrigan and Oliver sitting in purgatory on the island from Lost, essentially meditating. And Corgan's like, all right, dude, you're ready. And he's like, I am? He's like, yep. You know how we just saw all the fights that you had? You're ready. That's how you become the Spectre, apparently. Okay, sure. Um, but I mean, that's... That's literally all the scene is. And Oliver's like, okay, I I guess so. Yeah, that whole thing was weird. I wasn't really sure what was was. happening. Oliver shows up at Vanishing Point. And everybody's kind of like freaking out. Yeah. Everyone's like, oh, look, it's, it's Oliver Wan Kenobi. Because he's in Jedi robes and talking weird because he has like an echo to his voice now. That's how you know he's some. Yeah. And then. So, so they. He, he came in right as they were talking about the speed force, right? Right. He, you know, he's like, we need to figure out a plan to to beat the monitor. And they're like, well, with with you here, that's like we have eight people. And Oliver is just, I don't know if eight's enough, which it very obviously is. There was an entire show about eight is enough. Yes. Oliver, you know, tells them the obvious. We need to, we need to stop the anti-monitor. And Barry's like, well, we can, we can use the speed force to, to kind of screw with time because that's kind of my thing wait aren't we skipping something when Barry came back he wanted to go right back into the speed force and they were all trying to convince him not to and Barry's trying to say that the speed force could be our only hope and that was when Oliver showed up that is when Oliver shows up and Oliver's like and agreed with them and said yes the speed force is the way to save you right and then Barry is like, all right, so I need to go to the speed force. And then Oliver's like, well, that might be very dangerous. Like, really? You were just like, yeah, this is what we need to do. And now it's, well, I don't know. It's too dangerous. Make up your mind, Spectre Oliver. And then... Uh, let's see. And then... Uh, yeah, is so it, Oliver is... Oliver taps uh, Barry on the head. He's like, all right, you're good now. I've unlocked your full potential. He says, do uh, you trust me? And he says, with every fiber of my being no, or something ev- like that. Every cell in my body, because it's a scientist. Which I it's thought a scientific thing. was a weird line, but I went with it. So naturally they have to... Supergirl, Supergirl Ryan Choi, and Lex are going to the Monitor's home planet to stop the Monitor 
Shocker from going back in time, and everybody else is going to go to the Speed Force. Yeah. That is that is the plan. So we see Flash dropping off uh, Supergirl, Ryan, and Lex on on the planet. There's a really nice slow motion shot with them with Supergirl and Ryan Choi coming into the frame being dropped off by Flash. And it's a nice slow-mo shot of Supergirl kind of getting her bearings and then catching uh, Choi so they don't so they both don't hit the ground. Is that the first time that she's caught someone? Um no, she's probably caught people in the past. Cuz that kind of stuck out to me cuz I don't ever remember that Supergirl friend will have to let just, us know cuz I mean, I think I think it just kind of stood out because they're zoomed in into frame by the flash. They're going in slow motion because that's how this that's how the the flash running works. Yeah. So you just kind of see it in one motion in a nice slow slow mo frame. Um, well, like I said, it it looked really nice, and then you see uh, Lex taking a header into the ground because nobody's there to catch him. By the way, who thought it was a good idea? To put Lex on the same planet as the monitor, like who thought that was? A uh, it was Lex's idea. It was it was Lex's because. And who, and who decided to listen to him? Well, I mean, he has a good point. Like he tells Supergirl, like it's not like you would let me out of your sight anyway. Oh, that's true. So, yeah. Ah, uh, so. They they show up and they're like, all right, we need to figure out how to find the monitor. And Ryan Choi's like, well, you see that big like clump of buildings out there in the city, way off in the distance. The only way you get that clump of buildings is through a bureau is through a government bureaucracy. So basically, we should go there because there will be some sort of database in which we can look up the information we need. Right. Which they're, is such a human nerd thing. That. It really is. They're about to go off and do that. We switch scenes to Barry and, and Barry going into the Speed Force. We see a quick flash of the anti-monitor. And then the we're in a Queen we're in a Queen Industries building. Queen and consolidated. Flash, ah, it is Flash and Barry standing there talking and no, Flash and Barry are the same person. It's Flash and, Flash all, and Oliver. Oliver there. Yep. They're talking, and Oliver's like, well, we got attacked by the Anti-Monitor, so I had to split everybody up, and now my essence is scattered. So you got to go find us in the Speed Force. And the way to do that is by going back through scenes of Arrow and the Arrow crossovers to find us. Because this entire memories. show... This entire show is just designed to be the best of Arrow flashbacks. But except a lot of the crossover parts that aired were not actual Arrow parts of the crossover. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Um, the only one that I re- kind of remembered was the was the one from last year's Crisis. Right, from Elseworlds. The other one, the one with Kara and and um and uh, Oliver was from the dominators which was 
I believe that part might have been on the Flash. I don't actually think it was on Arrow. I don't, but were all those scenes actually yes. in the show? All right, so yes. they were the actual scenes, and they just, they just, just added them. in. They just reshot them because, but they were actual scenes that happened okay. within the given crossovers. Because I all actually right. just rewatched the Dominators crossover like a month ago because I was in a crisis. I was in a crossover mood after the first half of Crisis, so I went back and watched a couple of the other ones. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's fine. I like I said, I I thought the I thought the one from last year looked familiar, but I don't watch Arrow, so I didn't know if any of the Arrow ones were actual scenes. And then I didn't remember that scene with him and Kara. So. Yeah, that was. Um, and I also believe the scene with Ray and Oliver. That ha- that was on Arrow. That wasn't part of the crossover that Kate was witnessing. I do believe that was an actual scene as well. Okay. So, because this episode is a little weirdly structured with um with them being in the the Speed Force and then Kara and them being on the planet, let's just knock out all of the Speed Force stuff since we've already been talking about it. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, so. In the Speed Force, the way you know you're in the Speed Force is everything echoes, 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 no matter, no matter, no matter when, 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 you, 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 talk, talk, talk. And Plus, it, gets... it looked different. They decided to use the same cameras they use on Batwoman. Because you know how Batwoman has the widescreen? Yeah. All the Speed Force stuff had the widescreen, which I thought was weird, but okay. I just, like... I just found the echoing annoying, and I'm glad, like, I'm Look, glad. Look, I, I was so relieved to just hear the show in general because a lot of people were having audio issues the night that Crisis aired that the echoing didn't bother me. I was so relieved to be able to hear the dialogue. <laughs> okay. I didn't I didn't actually know that. Yeah, there was a lot of people in uh, South Florida particularly who had major audio issues, and my CW feed tends to have audio issues a lot so i was expecting to have like a major problem and i was so relieved that i didn't that nothing bothered me in terms of the audio itself so the first the first scene we get in well the second scene we get in the speed force the first for barry to kind of get everybody together is we get a flash meeting the flash but not john wesley sips flash it's Ezra Miller. That was the one from the movie or the one that's going to be Flash in the movie if that ever gets made? Um, Is the one from the movie and will be the one from the movie if it ever gets made. Yes. OK. I wasn't sure. I thought so, but I wasn't sure. Yes. Um, he was in the he was in the, the DC movie universe suit. They kind of geek out on each other's suits. Um. As far as, uh, Bar- you know, Grant Gustin liking his suit because it looks more kind of tactical and and um, Ezra liking Barry's Ezra liking suit. another one for looking much more comfortable. Barry, you know, they they try like Grant tries to let him know like what's going on because they don't know they have no concept of a multiverse in the DC 
movie universe. They just know about Apocalypse. But they have no, no concept of multiple Earths. So Ezra Miller has no idea what's going on. He's, he, you know, it's a nice scene to kind of join the two universes. And it's it was nice to see Ezra showing up. And I guess the reason uh, this scene happened is because Ezra Miller wanted to do it. Oh, that's cool. Like they didn't reach. Yeah, they didn't even reach out to anybody on the movie side. I guess uh, I was reading today. Mark Guggenheim was saying he got a call from one of the higher ups at WB, and they said, um, "Look, I know you. I know you're already kind of. Sh- I guess because they had already kind of started shooting. They were like, I know you're shooting already. The script's locked. Um, is there a way to?" get a scene in with Ezra and Mark was like if Ezra wants to do it I will find a scene I'll find a way to do it yeah you don't turn that down yeah but Ezra being such a huge fan of the of the character he wanted to do he wanted to be in the crossover so it was really nice to see it was really nice to see him show up even though it kind of doesn't serve any purpose no, it really doesn't, and it confused the hell out of me, but I went with it for the sake of every super fan who does care who geeked out. I was happy for them. Right. It was a nice way to to be like, you know, in one of the worlds, you have the movie universe. Like, we've touched on every facet of DC TV media continuity, you know, which was nice. Uh, so, after 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 they have their quick heart to heart and uh Ezra kind of disappears also um in in the DC universe i forgot but apparently they don't call him the flash like he doesn't have a name oh in, uh, yeah in universe. so Barry kind of giving him saying his name was the flash it's a nice way to kind of get it so ezra calls himself the flash in the movie universe oh that's cool yeah i didn't even put that together but i don't really i haven't really paid attention to what's in the dc movie universe right uh so the next clip in the in the speed force is a scene between uh, Oliver and Ray and uh, the Ray. Now you have been watching all of these. I'm assuming. So what's going on in the scene? Ray is in control of Queen Consolidated, or it, Queen Consolidated at this point, I believe, has become Palmer Tech, and okay. Ray and Felicity are dating. And I think they're talking about Felicity, and Oliver's trying to be like. I'm not trying to get in the way or like you have to fight for her or something. Uh, It's no, uh, they were talking about, they were talking about, um, uh, Oliver killing somebody. I thought, okay. And, and, um, or somebody died and, and Felicity had told Ray that Oliver was a good guy and he felt like her um, 
he felt her uh, judgment was clouded by her feelings for him. Because it almost sounded like it was. Because didn't he go back to the island at, at the at one point? Yeah. So it sounded like he had just come back from the island for the second time. Yeah, because this was before Legends, so I'm trying to figure out what scene. Cause I because rem, I remember that scene. I just can't remember when it happened or what the context was yeah. around it. Well, Legends is in season five, so it had to oh, be like seasons three or four, maybe. Right. Yeah, because we're in season eight for Arrow. Um, I believe you get two. You get like one year that has two seasons of the Legends, just because they were a mid-season replacement. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I because it, it puts it on. Yeah, because Arrow, it goes Arrow. And then Flash, like, yeah, two it, years later. Yeah, it it had to be, you know what, it had to be somewhere in season three, because I think in season two of of Arrow is kind of when they were flirting with Felicity and, and Barry before he became the Flash. Right. Yes, because you have Arrow, and then the next year is the Flash, and then the next year is Legends of Tomorrow and so, Supergirl, I believe. Yeah, it was sometime in season three. Yeah, that that scene had oh. happened. They're having so essentially the the whole point of the scene is like Oliver doesn't really trust anybody that he when he first meets them, and then he does kind of trust them after the fact. And watching the scene play out is Kate, who as a bat person naturally distrusts everybody. Yeah. And she kind of puts it together like, oh, maybe I should start being a little bit more trusting, like, you know, kind of like Ray does or Oliver does eventually. It's going to be interesting to see how Kate takes the events of crisis and changes how she approaches being Batwoman and just life in general. I just want like two scenes in every episode of like her and Kara texting. Yes, like, please. I, I, oh my god. I I want to be kept up to date on their text thread. Yes. At least oh once my an episode. God, and then oh, yes, because I love them. They are my. They are my like fantasy ship on the show. It's never gonna happen romantically speaking. I get it, but God, there's so much chemistry. Oh. You know what? Even if you can't give that to me in an episode, whoever's working like the social media for those shows should like send out memes of them texting. Yes. You know how This Is Us does the does the um little videos and memes of like the the text thread between the spouses of the Pearsons? Yeah. They need to do that with um like We'll call it the um the cross the crossover group chat. You've got like all the crossover like all the characters in one big group chat, and then Kat, Kara and Kate in their own little chat. Yes, you know you know that Kara is the one in the group chat that overuses emojis. Yep, and she's so always, and it's gonna be the cat emojis. Yep, because she works at Catco. Well, I mean, and she has a pet cat. So, 
uh, there's that. So that scene shows up, and, and Kate kind of like figures it out. Like, hey, I should be a little bit more trusting. Um, then we go to the we get the scene from the first crossover of Oliver and Supergirl talking, where Oliver isn't really trusting of Supergirl. And yeah, he's like, was, it's not your fault. Go ahead. This was after the events of Arrow's 100th episode where he spent the episode in, like, a dream world, like, imagining what would happen if, like, all, the whole alternate universe way they did the 100th episode. This was immediately after that, and he was completely freaked out, and that's where that conversation stemmed from. Right, and he's like, it's not your fault. This, you know, this is going, you know, this is how I process stuff. And then Martian Manhunter shows up and is like, hey, you know, you, you know, you, you need to trust her. You, we need to trust everybody. You know, we come to rely on each other. It's a nice, cute little scene, but, but in, in all honesty, like. Nothing in the Speed Force scenes, I think, really affect anything. They're just... Uh, ju- the only one that really does is Barry and Oliver. Yes. Um, but, I mean, other than that, it's just like... It's kind of filler, but it also is kind of like... Back in the day when they used... Like, when shows were ending, like, two or three episodes beforehand would just be like a clip show. Oh yeah! Oh, I hated those. Well, some of them you know, I liked. So, you know, it's, it so it kind of reminded me of that. Yeah, and and when this whole Speed Force saga started, I thought it was going to be kind of cool, but I ended up not really liking it. Yeah. The next one is the the current uh, last year's Crisis crossover. Elseworld. Elseworlds. Uh, oh. Yeah. When when uh, bad Superman is fighting good Superman, an arrow shows up, shoots the arrow uh, into the Book of Destiny to save the day. Uh, Flash is there, and he's like, oh, I wasn't here for this part. No, because I think that was when he and, and Kara were running. Right. Um, Lois notices... Barry after all is said and done and is like um did you did you stop off and get a new suit while you were supposed to be saving the world which I was loved nice, that which was a nice little uh scene like and Superman doesn't do or say anything he just kind of smiles and nods and like that's what he does in the scene he smiles and nods I feel like that's kind of what he does in the second half of this crossover in general. And I would like to say um, I have written down about Tyler in this scene. I hate his eyebrows. Yeah, they were kind of bad. They're weird. They're just weird. Like, I know he has bushy eyebrows, but it's weird. Yeah, that was kind of distracting. I'll give you that. Uh, Barry and Oliver talk. Um, because as we know, when Oliver shoots the arrow, he's like, oh, oh, I got this from the monitor and shoots the arrow, win- saves the day. And Barry's like, I always felt like there was something you weren't telling us. 
about how you got that. Yeah, about how you got that. And then Barry finds out that Oliver made the bargain, his life for theirs, which I had forgot that they didn't know about. I, I see. And I thought they th- I thought he told them when he was dying in hour one. But then he reiterated what he actually said. And I didn't realize that they, he didn't get the whole picture. Right. Um, yeah, so I didn't. That was the uh, that was a little confusing, but I was like, all right, they didn't know. Yeah, I was confused by what that ebbs? too, because I was like, wait, didn't they already discuss this in the first hour of the crossover? But then Barry was like, oh, so that's what you meant when you died and said you gave everything up for us. Right. Uh, and then the final the final scene we get is um, a scene with. Diggle, Mrs. Um, Laura's uh, Laurel. Laurel, and a dead Sarah. Um, dead Sarah. And this, so this is when Sarah had died, and they're kind of grieving. And Laurel's like, you know, what am I going to tell them? My, you know, what am I going to tell our parents? You tell her there's their daughter's dead for one like i don't know if you do it in like a knock knock joke fashion kind of ease the blow but i mean you should probably call them and then barry comes in barry comes in is like hey you guys aren't real i need sarah here he zaps sarah she wakes up and they run off again it's a like Another scene that's just like, there's no reason for this scene to be in this other than this needs to be an hour. Yeah, the, it all felt weird. Yeah. That takes care of the... Um, the Speed Force section. Speed Force section. Back on on the monitor's home, um, Lex kind of goes missing as... as Supergirl and Ryan were talking about trying to find out where to go. Uh, uh, Lex, we find out when Supergirl catches up with him, he's like, oh, I'm kind of getting the lay of the land, seeing if there's any traps, kind of like what you should have done. And then he's like, well, my, you know, my entire reason for being here is universal domination. And he blasts supergirl with an energy beam that he gave himself when he wrote in the book of destiny well did he write a whole freaking essay in this book of destiny like jesus yes yes it was it was essentially um war and peace on one piece of paper because literally the only thing we saw when he showed us the book of destiny was his name over the over superman over superman's crest Right. Yeah, it was was stupid. He, uh, Ryan shows up and he's like, hey, what did you do? Or what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I hate, you know, I've, I hate always having to answer that question. He blasts Ryan and he goes walking off. We catch up to him. He shows up. uh, um, He somehow finds out where the monitor is and shows up, up at his research lab. 
I just and assumed the Book of tell- Destiny told him. Well, yeah, that's true. The one piece of paper that he he has that he's carrying around, because that's all he has. He just has one piece of paper from the Book of Destiny. He shows yeah. up and it's like, hey, you going back in time causes all this stuff to happen. Uh, that's a bad thing. He's like, you go back in time and you pierce into the the antimatter universe. And the monitor is just like, oh, matter and antimatter can't exist at the same place in time. Yeah, no crap. <laughs> like, this is, like, this is what we're talking about. And he's like, I know how we can fix all of this, and right. I'll help you. I, yes, but you have to give me the ability to kill Superman and Supergirl on my earth in my time. I believe the way he phrased it was, you'll have to help me deal with some super problems on my earth. Right. And Monitor's like, I no, I don't I'm not gonna agree to that. What the hell? Like Lex my biggest problem in this scene is Lex is like, I figured out what you did wrong. It was this and he like blurts out a mathematical phrase. Yeah, with something science yeah, like I'm like this guy is not gonna understand what the hell you mean by that. Like, no, because he already established that his wife is the brains of the operation. Well, not even that. Like everyone kind of everyone's like, oh, math is the universal language. Like no matter like like we'll be able to communicate with aliens because of math. No, like math is a concept that that you create. And even if you want to say that it's a fundamental truth, our version of 2 plus 2 equals 4 doesn't necessarily mean an alien's race is 2 plus 2 equals 4. It could be circle and triangle equal hexagon. But in their world, that's 2 plus 2 equals 4. Like, So when, when he, he gives like the Earth equivalent of what the mathematical equation is, like, I don't understand the monitored, like, I would be like, I have no idea what you're talking about, crazy person. Yeah. And I, just this whole this whole thing with Lex and the monitor, I kind of checked out on all of this. I was like, what what is happening right now? Because John Cryer sucks. See, you're coming over <laughs> to my side. No, I'm really not. But you are like, I've said it. Uh, is this when Supergirl comes in? Supergirl shows up and is like, "Hey, don't listen to him. He's he's evil." And Monitor's like, "I I really wasn't listening to him. It's fine." And then she tells Ryan to get him out of the room. Yep, she's like, so "Get him she- out. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna battle Lex off screen." Apparently, they because- go out into the. The super because they don't have they the were effect. running low on their budget is essentially yeah, what was exactly. happening. Yeah. So uh, Ryan and the monitor kind of have a heart to heart, and Ryan Ryan kind of gets through to him as to what happened and what he you know you shouldn't do this, and Ryan makes him understand and that even though like this has been his life's purpose, it's a really bad idea. 
Yeah, and he said, look, the fact that I'm here talking to you right now should be all the proof you need that this goes very badly. Yeah. So the monitor's like, all right, I won't do it. We go inside to see the ending of the fight between Lex and Kara. Uh, um, and then he, he says that he convinced the monitor. And then Lex is like, you know, dude, you kind of ruined a real big bad guy plan over here. Yeah, I mean, I will say as Ryan and the monitor are talking, one of the things I liked was while you see like the explosions going on in the background towards the end of the scene, like you see Supergirl like flipping in and out of frame. That was awesome. I kept that, rewinding that to make sure that that is actually what I was seeing. I did really like that part. That part was that part was pretty good. Uh, so yeah, Ryan comes in and is like, all right, I got him to not, I got him to, you know, not do that. And they're like, all right, good. Lex doesn't like it. As that scene is finishing, Barry kind of comes in and sweeps everybody up and deposits (laughs) everybody to the dawn of time. For... What I call the what ends up being the most anticlimactic battle scene ever. Kind of. So they're like, this is where we need to be to stop the anti-monitor. The anti-monitor shows up, gives his little villainous monologue, and then sends dementors. Oh yeah, that's totally what they are. Yeah, the shadow demons. Um, before the fight starts, though. Let me check my notes. Do do do. Uh, yeah. Before uh, before that happens, Qui Gon Arrow shows up and is like, "All right, guys, we need to we need to beat him here by lighting the spark and then fanning the flames." And everyone's like, "We what how do that, we do what that?" Is that what does that even mean? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I'm just a fortune cookie. Didn't he say that Lex would know what to do when the time was right? Uh, he says you'll know what to do when the time is right. I guess talking to talking to Lex, but at the time you right, don't know because, it. Like, because then Super, Supergirl said to him, he told you you would know what to do, so what do we do? Right. I yeah. I guess so. Cause then, and then that's when and then he said, um, well, when I wrote myself in the Book of Destiny, I made myself the paragon of truth. So maybe the truth will tell us what to do. Which, right. That line made no before sense we, to me. But before we get there, we get another we get another uh, before they run into battle and Arrow kind of tells them the plan. You know, he asked Barry, do you trust me? And again, Barry says, with every cell in my body. That's very less impactful the second time around in the same episode. Yeah. Like, it landed for me the first time. The second time, it was like, we get it. There's trust. I don't know, and somebody out there can tell us. That might be a callback to, like, one of the first times they kind of met. Uh, Um... um... I don't like think that might so. be there. 
No. All right. Well, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, no, that so, definitely not. So uh everyone everyone's kind of fighting the shadow demons and giving off a little quip. Um then we get Anti-Monitor versus Luke Oliver Walker. And that's all of my Jedi jokes for the episode, so sorry. That's okay. I'm not even a Star Wars fan to understand what they were, so the less the better. Uh, we get them fighting in their normal poses, like the Monitor doing like the ball of energy pose. Um, while they're fighting, we still see them. We still see our heroes fighting the shadow demons, still making quips. And Barry's like, "Hey guys, th- this is serious. We got to focus." Which is when I when I heard him say that, I was like, "That's literally me during every single Marvel movie I've ever watched." Which you don't even like the Marvel movies. I know. But I've watched most of them. Well, I watched all of them on our break. And it was Ragnarok that broke me. Like, after Ragnarok, I'm like, I'm done. Like, I cannot waste my time anymore with this stuff. There weren't that many movies after Ragnarok. I'm just saying. That was that was the turning point for me. We get, we get the final battle of light, I guess, between... Oliver and the Anti-Monitor and Oliver tells the Anti-Monitor he's failed this universe and then he opens his mouth and a light pours out restarting the restarting the universe. Okay, see that's what I missed. I heard the universe line, but I totally missed the light coming out of his mouth. So then when it cut to like all of them standing there focusing using their power gun their paragon power and they were literally just standing there i'm like what the hell are they fanning they must have been fanning the light coming out of his mouth oh i yeah so here all right so we get this part we we got completely gypped out of the specter like i'm no i'm no specter expert but the specter for all intents and purposes, uh, in the comics, is a character that is basically um, God's judgment. Okay, that wow. Yeah, they no, totally, like they totally took creative liberties with him then. Yeah, because like, that's not, not what this was at all. Not even close to like he does have these powers, but his essential role in the in the comic universe is kind of like um um Matt Damon's character in Dogma. Oh, you don't have, I did, did see I have seen Dogma. All right. But so you know like how he's like the like he's the person tasked to carry out the vengeance of God. Yes. So that is essentially what the Spectre is in comics. Like he has a human host and when he in the presence of people that that need to be dealt with um because kind of god says so like he comes out he takes over and will like obliterate the person like 
Um, yeah, is, they totally took creative gr- liberties because that's not what this was. Right. So not only did we not get like actual looking specter, which I didn't like, we also now just get a beam of light. And I'm like, oh, this is like you could have probably used somebody else. Like, did you really have to waste the specter? But I didn't miss it because I didn't know the history, but I'm not sure how those who did (laughs) felt. Yeah, I don't. mm -hmm. So uh, after. So while that's going on, um, they're like, all right. So there's the beat, you know, there's the there's the spark. So how do we fan the flames? And Lex is like, well, you know, we use the Book of Destiny because I'm the paragon of truth. And then, like, we use our, you know, we each focus on our paragon that we're in charge of. And that's how we fan the flames, which apparently... All you need to do to do that is stare off into the distance. Yeah, they just, I just kind of, all stare longingly at the light. Like I expected, and, like some sort of light to manifest out of them or something. So when nope. nothing happened, I was like, "What? What is happening right now?" Oh, yep, yeah, not <laughs> even a little. <coughs> oh, sorry. All right. Yeah, not even a little. They just kind of stare off into the sun. And everything, everything kind of works out. Well, sort of. Well, I mean, there's an explosion, and uh, Sarah and Barry run up to go see if Oliver's okay, which he's not. He's dying because that's this. This does. scene made me cry. I'm not even gonna lie. So. This is the second time Oliver's died in this crisis alone. Uh, there's a joke in the comic universe. Um, there's a character called Hawkman. And uh, uh, for those unfamiliar with the comics, uh, he's shown up on like Smallville. And, Isn't he also in Titans too? Um, that's No, that's Hawk. Hawk and Dove are the two worst characters ever created. Um, but that's besides the point. Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Oh, were they were in the in first the season first of Legends, weren't they? Yes. Oh, God. And, and and so you know, like, their story of how they die and come back and they get yep, reincarnated. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So there's a joke in the, com- like, in the, in, the, like, the comic circles Whenever there's a crisis, like whenever they like in Crisis on Infinite Earth, Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis, every time they have an, a, a crossover like this, Hawkman dies. Like it just it happens every single time. Um, so the joke is always like you don't you know it's not a crossover and Hawkman dies. And here, like it's not a crisis unless Oliver dies like three or four times apparently. Yeah, because he had to die twice. I will yeah. say that this time, I guess because I, I figured it would be permanent, like, and it was just him and Sarah and Barry. Like, I just the emotions got me in this scene. I was a mess. I'm gonna give 
I'm going to give this scene and say, it, like, I, I didn't feel that way. But then again, I also don't have any affection for, for the Arrow show. Right. So I will say, like, th- I will give the scene its due. Like, it was, it was done well. And it was a good emotional touchstone for anybody that's kind of that's kind of journeyed with all these characters from the beginning. Uh, the universe, the new universe, kind of expands, and we go, and that kind of ends the Arrow portion. We go into the Legends portion, and we get Supergirl like almost killing Alex as she wakes up and her laser eyes her heat her heat vision kind of burn a hole in the wall next to alex and now we kind of get introduced to the new status quo well this is like the first time we start getting introduced to it yeah so supergirl remembers what happened and was just at and was just at the dawn of time and now she's waking up on her couch talking to alex who's like oh you fell asleep watching tv Um, and then she starts talking about the dawn of time and alex is like is that what you were watching when you fell asleep and no alex there is nothing called dawn of time (laughs) there is no movie or tv show called dawn of time what the hell are you talking about alex uh so we find out that apparently Supergirl fought a white Martian yesterday in this world, which she wasn't she was there for apparently, but her consciousness wasn't. This is the part that I'm this this whole thing of like them remembering what happened and not knowing what had been going on this world prior is the part that I'm problem with. I think everything that happened while crisis was happening they have no memory of everything before crisis technically happened so all the events that happened in their universe as it was building while they were fighting crisis they have no memory of right but yet they were still there apparently like i'm saying well, like I she think, was i think it was written into the people's memories that they were there and those events happened, but they might not have actually happened. Okay. So we get, so this is, all right. So I'm glad you said that because now we get to the point of, um, uh, uh, is it dreamer? Dreamer. Yes. Yeah. Nia calls up, uh, Kara, uh, and it's like, hey, where are you? We're supposed to be covering the, we're supposed to be covering the Nobel Peace, the Peace Prize. And Kara kind of zooms in, and is like, hey, I want to tell you about this dream I had, so you can interpret it for me, because I guess she does that on Supergirl. Yeah, like, that's her power. Her power is dreams. Okay, well, that's why she's named Dreamer. Yeah, she can, she can see. Like she she has dreams, which she can then interpret into events that are then going to happen. Yeah. Um. That being said, I love Nicole Main Mains. Is that her last name? I guess so. I'll just go with it. Okay. Uh, I love Nicole. Um, 
she thinks she's a great actress. I love her to death. I would love to meet her one day. Um, but apparently, like, the only time I see her at conventions is, like, in London for some odd reason. Hmm. Uh, like, last year, she was at a convention in London with um, Andrea Brooks. And then this year, it's, like, her, Melissa Benoist, um, and a couple of the other Supergirl. And I'm like, really? Like, you can't? You can't come to, like, New York Comic Con for the love of God. Like, Is it a Comic Con or, like, Wizard Con, or is it, like, one of those Heroes, Villain, Fan Fest things? Uh, I believe it's Heroes and Villains in London. Or Cosmic. I forget what it is. Um, but there's also one coming up in March in Liverpool that is getting... Right now they have three announced i don't know if there'll be more but they're kind of reuniting the cast of sabrina the teenage witch oh cool they got the two aunts and they got melissa joan hart um they kind of coyly they kind of coyly um alluded to maybe getting salem so oh that's awesome wait salem's still alive i'm sure they mean the person who who voiced him? Who voiced him? Nick. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Nick or Becky or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce his last name, but his first name Duh. is Nick. Um, he was also a writer on the show, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, the actual. Well, I mean, it was also an animatronic cat, so I'm sure the animatronic cat's still alive. <laughs> Sorry, I had a brain fart. <laughs> um. But yeah, I love her. I love Nicole. I love Dreamer. Um. I wish she would show up on other shows that I watch. So you don't have to watch Supergirl just to see her? Yeah. Now, uh, did so you think that maybe Kara was going to be the recipient of the Nobel Peace Prize and that she wasn't just covering it? Because that's kind of where my mind went at first. Uh, No, just because Dream was like, hey, I saved you a seat. Like, So like, I knew it wasn't her. But we find out the Nobel Peace Prize is going to Lex Luthor. And Kara had the same reaction you did. Yes, which was a thousand <laughs> expletives. As soon as you sent me that meme last night on Twitter, I knew exactly oh what you were referencing. So as we were saying, like, like evidently written into people's memories are them being there, but they're not there. Or at least they have no recollection of being there because they were off fighting the, the crisis, which means that somewhere Lex Luthor woke up and they were like, hey, you're getting the Nobel Peace Prize. And he's just like, yep, that sounds right. Well, I'm sure Lex Luthor did this because I'm sure when he was focusing his power of truth, the truth he focused on was I'm a good guy. I'm the best guy. So that when the universe was being rewritten as they were fanning the flames, that's probably how it happened. Yeah. That's just my theory. We find out that – so we find out that um, Lex owns the DEO. Yeah, the DEO is now part of Luther Corps. Right. Which I don't know if that completely makes sense, but okay. Um, Maybe Luther Corps funded the program in this new universe. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and that supposedly both him and Lena have been Supergirl's biggest supporters. 
so now the question becomes, does Lena remember Kara's Supergirl? <laughs> he would. Uh, oh, yeah. Because just because she supports Supergirl doesn't mean that she knows Kara is Supergirl. Right. Interesting question. Right. So it seems like they, their relationship is mended, question mark. Like, obviously, like the thing with Lex is is a cover. But is it the same thing with Lena? Like, is Lena now just randomly eating? with Lex I guess we'll have to tune into Supergirl on Sunday to find out um how about you tune in and you let me know you got it okay maybe if it sounds good enough I'll watch an episode when I know he's not showing up yeah but that's definitely not this Sunday because he was already in the preview for it yeah stupid John Cryer I hate him (laughs) Well, at least you're consistent. So uh, then somebody's attacking at the pier and Supergirl's like, all right, good. I'm going to go because I need to punch something. I loved that. John did show up at the DEO and it was like, hey, everything that we that we went through happened. But we're the only ones who remember it because we're paragons. And then and then Supergirl goes off to fight Weather Witch. Um, as she's about to take out Weather Witch, Barry shows up and kind of just says, blows her away. He says, and is like, sorry, she's one of mine. Yeah, she's one of mine. And Supergirl's like, well, then how is she on my Earth? And Barry looks confused and is like, no, Wait, you're on my Earth. my Earth. Right. So apparently they're all on the same Earth now. Which is what everyone kind of theorized originally, um, that they were going to use this to kind of bring the entire universe into one into one Earth, kind of like the comics did. And that's what they used Crisis for. But we'll get back to that in a second. Now, is this the scene where the guy who wrote the Crisis comic showed up? Yes, Marv Wolfman shows up. And he's like, hey, hey, can I have an autograph? And that's how we kind of find out, like, this is a normal thing, like seeing the Flash and Supergirl together. And he's like, you know, it's usually you, the, you know, the Supergirl. You have a couple of legends, maybe Arrow. Um, so, like, them being seen together and teaming up is no big deal on this earth. And Barry asks, how long has this been a thing? And he said, basically forever. Right. Um, But if you notice, Supergirl doesn't give him an autograph in that scene. I didn't. What what a diva. So then. So then we get um, Sarah kind of wondering, wandering around the city trying to figure out what's going on. And she gets in contact with Ray, and she's like, hey, we need to have a meetup. She, yeah, she says, where are you right now? And right. then they, I, he's back at the bar where they were for Trivia yeah, they're Night. they're at the bar that they, had, that they had for Trivia Night. And she kind of tells him what happens or what had been happening. And he's like, oh, there was another team up. Did we win? I'm like, yes, you're standing there. Obviously, you won. Him so much, I'm so sad he's going to be leaving Legends. I will say that um, I 
I thought he's been really good in this in this. So while I've never watched Legends, I do I would watch it just for him. I think they should just give him his own show. Oh, you've never watched Legends? Um, I watched most of the first season and I just couldn't get into it. The biggest the biggest problem was like I didn't have really any affinity for any of the characters that were on it. Oh, so what happens later has absolutely no meaning for you. Interesting. Um, so Sarah's so uh, Sarah's like, oh wait, if this is a new universe, what about wait? Didn't John come in first? To actually, like, give Ray his memories before she left? Yes. Yes, because he talks about having a super version of him. Right. So, because he's, he's, it was right after the, did we win? And then he goes, oh, hey, John. So John shows up, and then she's like, wait, you know right. him? Yeah, you know him, and he's like, yeah, like, I see him all the time. He's my BFF. And that's how she finds out they're they're kind of all sharing a world right. now. Right, because she because she mentions that Supergirl has her own Earth, and then he's like, "Wait, Supergirl has her own Earth?" And he's like so confused, and John's just like, "You know what? Here, this will be faster." And then just zaps all the memories into his head. Yeah. Um. So then, for some reason, this is when this episode goes downhill for me. For some reason, Sarah's like, oh, well, we're all here, so naturally Oliver is too. No, you saw Oliver die. Like, there's yeah, that nobody that you've run also, into has died. She's also somebody who's come back from the dead herself, so her believing that Oliver is still out there, totally fine, because she herself has been risen from the dead. This episode spends way too much time on the fact that Oliver is dead. Like, that's what the last episode for Arrow is. Like, you could have condensed, you could have condensed parts four and five into an hour and gotten rid of a lot of the stuff, like, from the Speed Force and then this stuff of, like, Sarah and Barry, like, moping around about Oliver dying. No, I liked Sarah, I liked the Sarah-Barry scene. That I actually, I actually did like um, the stuff in the been, bunker. It would have been fine if I didn't have like half of an episode of this stuff. Like, because then Sarah leaves, she goes to the bunker. Right. And she's screaming and she Oliver's finds, name. Right. That's when she finds out that Oliver is still dead. And that. John has been there and has caught them all up on everything that happened and Diggle's upset because Oliver has died twice and he wasn't there either time, which that did yeah, kind of break my because heart. Because Diggle is the worst friend in the world. He is not. He is. Twice. Oliver died twice. Neither time he was there. Yeah, but that wasn't his fault. Don't stick up for him. I am going to stick up for him. I love him. I could have done out. I could have done without Renee and Diana. If the scene had just been Sarah and Diggle, would have been fine. Renee and Dinah, nah. I don't know. I um, mean, re- yeah. 
Whenever I see uh, Rick Gonzalez, I always just think of how much I miss the show Reaper. Oh, I've never seen that. That's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Yep, they're still complaining that Oliver is dead. And then Barry and Kara show up, right? Uh, no, not yet. Uh, I believe we go to Star Labs. Where John's just kind of like traveling the entire world, like giving people memories. Oh, this oh, this is the scene with the pariah and okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh we see Caitlin um they found Pariah kinda knocked out and he was brought to Star Labs. So Caitlin's kind of at his bedside, um, helping him out because he's unconscious and he doesn't remember anything. Right. And I I assume John's looking for Barry, which is why he goes to Star Labs, kind of sees Pariah and is like, oh, you know, it's all his fault. And Caitlin's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, all right, here, zap. Now you do. And she's like, that son of a I hate him. And then Pariah's and like, oh, my God. Up. Pariah wakes up and the, he's like, you're the cause of all all this he's like i don't even know you like dude who are you and then john touches him like this is all of john's purpose in life now is to go around touching everybody's head to give them memories i mean at least he's a part of this crossover so i'm not going to complain because he's never usually a big part of the crossover so he was a big part of this crossover so yay oh yeah but i just feel like like this episode like he's given nothing else to do than just to go around he's like he's like kung fu the legend continues like he's just wandering the earth touching people giving them memories um so he gives uh pariah back his memories and pariah's like oh my bad guys i'm, I'm sorry but you know it all worked out yay team and and then, he's he, he's like you did you did manage to stop me like right everybody's okay and and then John's Supergirl, like <laughs> Supergirl and Flash show up at the bunker also expecting to find Oliver he's dead for the love of God people Oliver's dead you all saw him die well no Carr didn't only Oliver and Sarah did. Kara has telescopic vision. She saw it too. But I, I'm just, I'm just and saying. Sarah's like, and Sarah's like, nope, he's still dead. And then because they get they said, sad again. Because they said everybody's back, and then she said not everybody, and ran off. And then Diggle told them that Oliver was still gone. And then, and we get the best cameo of the entire crossover. Oh. Uh, believe is next yes yep they hear they get a they get a report of an attack happening uh in the street and diggle says you won't believe me if i told you oh my god this is my favorite 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 part ever and it turns out to be a giant bebo i love bebo everyone loves bebo I love Bebo. Bebo is amazing. And this is a harken back to the Legends finale 
where they all turned themselves into a giant Bebo to defeat the uh, demon of the time demon. And yeah. it was epic and amazing. And I didn't think Bebo would have any emotional resonance for you without having seen Legends. It's but. a giant, giant stuffed animal. Why wouldn't it have resonance? I know what it meant. <laughs> I loved it. That they, like literally, I saw it and I screamed Bebo at my at the top of my lungs. Um, I think my favorite is um is because Bebo only has two lines in this in in his scenes. One is that he's hungry. And then the second one is Bebo want cuddles. I love him so much. It's just the best. So um so they find out Bebo is kind of walking around and Sarah's like well that doesn't make any sense. So Sarah calls up the wave rider and is like, hey, um, there's a giant Bebo walking around. You know, is everybody in their totems accounted for? And they kind of figure out that Sarah got roped into another crossover. Um, but they do say that all the totems are accounted for. Yep. And Sarah's like, well, all right, we're going to go fight Bebo, I guess, in Washington. And they're like, oh, one of us is already there, and we see um, Mick Rory. Yeah, we see him at a book signing for his romance novel, which he wrote under the name of Rebecca. Yes. So he sees Bebo walking around. We get the we get Supergirl, Flash, and the Ray. The Adam. It's not the, Ray, uh, Ray, Ray Palmer. Is, Ray Palmer is yeah. the Adam. Because there's also a superhero called the called uh, the Ray. I Ray. know because we met him during um, Crisis on Earth X. Right. So naturally, the first thing uh, Adam thinks to do is to take a selfie. <laughs> Which I mean, n- know why I would too. Yeah. Uh, Canary is back at the bunker helping them out, and she figures out a way. She was like, "Hey, you two, you know, Ray, Ray and Kara distract Bebo and Barry. Get the rope, you know, use the cable to kind of trip him up." So as they're about to do this, they find that the uh, McRory shows up, blasts him with the heat ray, doesn't really do anything. They pull the cord to trip him, and the cord goes right through him. And then they realize that he's not, like, there's no chemicals of the periodic table. There's nothing, like, he's just sort of a thing. Right. Like, he's, that's all he is. He's just, like, an illusion, basically. That girl, uh, that girl, that woman comes flying in, and Supergirl kind of, like, loses it. She's like, oh my god, Kate's here, Kate's here. Oh my god, she jumped up and down. I was like, oh my god, she would so be me. <laughs> so they're and still trying to figure out what's going on, and they kind of just they. Kate kind of is the one who that, figures out that it's a distraction. Right, and it's an illusionist apparently that I've never yeah. seen before. 
Me either. Have no idea who he is. So somebody's going to have to let us know. Yeah. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I got nothing on this. I thought maybe that was an excuse to give somebody else another cameo. Uh, no, this is what happens when you have an unnecessary fifth part of the crossover. He's he's robbing a bank, so Flash and Canary show up for some reason. Like, Canary goes with Flash. So Flash went from fighting Bebo to going to pick up Canary to then go to the bank where this guy was stealing from. I will just say, so Canary could punch him. My favorite... Did we get to the part where, like, as they're as they're fighting Bebo, we have Diggle in the command center going, "I'm never letting my kids watch this show watch ever this again." Show again. <laughs> yep. um, I love that. Canary punches out the guy. He's like, "No one told you Bebo was off limits," and punches, knocks him out. Bebo goes away. We go. He melts back into to the a bunk. pile of goo. Yeah. Yeah, he does. We get back to the bunker. Everyone's celebrating. And Pariah comes in, to which uh, to which one of them's like, was there a memo on how to break into a secret bunker? I love that. Not, look, it's not their fault. Your bunker was has, like, a sign outside. Uh, Pariah's like, hey, this isn't over. And they're like, no, no, we beat the anti-monitor. It's fine. He's like, no, this thing on my wrist says he's still alive. It's like an Apple Watch for anti-monitors. Apparently. So he's like, no, we still need to figure out what we're going to do. As that's going on, Flash, uh, Barry and Sarah are off having another discussion. I really liked this scene. Okay, why did you like this scene? I don't, I don't, I just, I loved the emotional beats of it. Like, he shows up and she's like, how did you find me? And he's like, you know, that gust of wind a couple seconds ago? That was me. I scanned the whole city looking for you. And then she tells the story about the tree, which I thought was really sweet. But what really got me was the fact that Oliver was the last tie to somebody who knew her before she got on that boat and her life changed forever. So she was having a hard time, not only dealing with the fact that she lost her best friend, but she lost the last tie to who she used to be. And I don't know, there was just something about that scene that really landed for me. Mm. I think her and Barry are going to get together. Uh, She doesn't play for the men's team. At all? Are you sure? I mean, she did for a while, but she's solidly team woman now. And they are not messing up my West Allen ship. Thank you very much. Oh, they, they will. They will not. Just wait for it. So they have an emotional scene in which they talk about, you know, how Oliver is still dead. Because he is. And then... The Shadow Demon shows up. The Shadow Demon shows up, and John's like, hey, there's Shadow Demons around, and they're like, yeah, we just fought one. So they come to the conclusion that the Shadow Demons are targeting the Paragons. 
which means they have to find Ryan because he's defenseless. Right. Although, funny thing is, they mention nothing about Lex. You know, you're right. They didn't. Well, I, I mean, I don't really think they care if Lex Luthor dies, but Ryan is an innocent human who has no right. power. So. Right. Well, in theory, Lex doesn't either. That's but the Lex other thing. Is, also does ha- Lex have... But Lex- Lex Does Lex invention? still have his powers from the from the Book of Destiny? Well, that also he has inventions that he can use to then right ask if he needs to. Right, and I'm not saying he needs help, but I am saying like nobody like there's nothing about what's happening to Lex during this. Like he's not in this episode at all. Except, well, except for, for when that, he got the yeah, except for that very brief part when he's accepting the the peace prize. Which was, like I said, when we were off air, was our key into figuring out that, hey, this universe is not quite right. Yeah. Um, So they figure out what's kind of going on. Um, Yeah, they figure out they figure out what's going on. They stop the shadow demons. They're all back at the bunker. And Pariah again is like, well, this still isn't over because. My Apple Watch says it's not. And that the antimatter waves keep increasing. So, well, also, Sarah and Flash go to Ryan and get him and bring him to the bunker. Right. Um, We they find Ryan kind of like barricading himself in his house with his baby in the nursery, the nursery. And they kind of rescue him and they're like. You know, this is going on. So Ryan goes with them. I'm like, was what happened to them? Like, obviously, his wife wasn't there. Otherwise, he was barricading his wife out into the the house with the shadows. I will say this. The one thing I was not happy about with the last part of this crossover is that all of the people who disappeared when they went to Vanishing Point, like Iris and everybody who was standing there when all that happened, we didn't know what like half of what happened to any of them. They're, they're still gone. They're not on the shows anymore. Well, obviously not, but I, I just kind of like wanted a little bit more closure than what we got. Just a general thing that annoyed me. And yeah. When you said what happened, that kind of triggered that for me. No, I yeah, and I understand. Um, so they find out that there's a um, an accumulation of antimatter at a, at um, Perez Plaza, I believe, and they get there. We have Jean in his Martian outfit. Well, but wait, not- didn't didn't they have to come up with the plan to figure out how to deal with the anti-monitor? And this is when they came up with the plan to shrink him. Yes, they decided that they essentially need to have him like shrinking forever in the atom verse, or um, the microverse. Yeah, or oh, the microverse. But in the in the tiny verse, so they need to build a thing in order to contain him, um, because antimatter is always moving or something. Something very scientific. Right. So yes. Ray, 
Ray, Choi, and Pariah are in charge of building a device because Ray is like, oh, I we can do that. I accidentally did that a lot when I was trying to figure out my suit. Uh, so they're tasked with that. The rest are tasked with going to Perez Plaza to fight the shadow demons and to kind of give them time. They show up with um, Canary, Supergirl, Batwoman, Flash, Dreamer, Dreamer uh, Martian Manhunter in his outfit, but in his Jean, in his Jean look, not his yeah. Martian And as look. he said, and new Earth, like, new look. Right, which lasts for like five minutes, then then he uh, then he'll end up showing up as John, uh, and then Superman, just randomly there. Yeah, like I didn't even realize Superman was there until halfway through the battle. I was like, "What the hell are you doing here?" Yeah, they they found a way to get the most out of Tyler's acting abilities in this episode. Well, I feel like they just. <laughs> I feel like they wanted to kind of give a button to everybody that they used for the crossover. Yeah. So they I guess kind of so. just, they kind of just shoved everybody in there whether they needed to be there or not. So, uh fighting going on. They they start to get the upper hand, but then Anti-Monitor shows up and kind of throws a wrench in everybody's plan. And then this is about the time when the budget for the crossover ran out. Because yeah. the CGI gets really bad really quickly. I just was kind of like, what is happening? The anti-monitor uh, upsizes himself to many, 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 many stories high. Yeah, he was about the really, same size as that giant Bebo. Yes, and looking really fake. Bebo took the last of the production budget is what happened. Probably. They're all fighting. Ray, Ryan, and uh, Pariah kind of have an idea, but they're not sure. You know, they're like, we don't know how much time it's going to take for us to, to fix we could this. Really, we could really use a pair of speedy hands and Sarah right. sends Barry on his way. Right. Um, while that's going on in the bowels of, of Star Labs, to kind of hold off the shadow demons from interrupting them, we have um, we have Killer Frost and McRory fighting off shadow demons, and Black Lightning randomly shows up. Yeah, that was another one. Like, what the hell? Yeah, yeah. He's just like, hey, I'm here now. Okay. I feel like they filmed a bunch of all like a bunch of parts on different days. And, like, I feel like since Tyler and and Cress were already there filming other parts, they just kind of threw them in here. It's very possible. Uh, Flash shows up, quickly puts together the ball um, to Pariah's, like, to, like, Pariah's, like, very, very uh, anxious-looking and then is like, all right, is this right? And they're like, yep. And he's like, so I just pressed this button, and everyone almost has a heart attack. They're like, you'd press that, and then like you have to get it in contact with the mon- with the anti monitor. 
And he's like, all right, let's go, Ray. And he grabs Ray and they go off. Anti-Monitor captures uh, Superman in his hand. Supergirl on her way to kind of rescue him. Um, Ray and Flash show up. Ray shrinks down Superman so he can escape the grasp of the Anti-Monitor. And Flash is like, here you go. Gives the ball to Supergirl and is like, throw like a girl. And she says always. Right. So she throws the Pokeball at the Anti-Monitor. And he gets trapped. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Ray gives the ball to... Yeah, Ray. Gives Ray. The ball to yeah. Um, and then Cause... she captures him much like a Pikachu. Yeah. He's screaming, and it's basically, I'm melting, I'm melting, only I'm shrinking, I'm shrinking. So they save the day, and the you know we get the scene of uh, the president kind of going on TV and is like, hey, this is what happened today. Um, Oliver Queen, his arrow died. Uh, let's have a moment of silence. The one thing I will say, and then we had like kind of a montage of every of like everybody kind of watching the speech. My favorite part of this montage is knowing that the universe reboot, as we as they called it, um, undid what Barry did in Flashpoint and Sarah's back. John Diggle's little girl. When Barry went back in time and created Flashpoint, that little girl became a little boy. Well, there's a boy there, too. Right. But they they then adopt. So I don't know if they now have both or if that's the little boy Connor that they adopted. So now they have Connor and Sarah instead of Connor and JJ. I have no idea. I don't know, but I do like that Sarah's back and that the universe also, undid Flashpoint. Let's. All right. So we're going to we're going to talk about this right now because this makes no sense. And I'm not sure. This might actually make me not want to show see the show. We get a scene of which of Superman flying around and Lois calling him and being like, "Hey, our sons need you. Sons, S O N S plural. Two. He had one. Where did the I, second one come from? I'm guessing the universe reboot added a second kid. No, bad universe." <laughs> Like I said, the universe reboot undid Flashpoint and turned John Diggle's son back into the daughter he was supposed to have had. So it is very plausible that the universe reboot gave him a second child. Bah. And then we're back to the president. Blah, blah, blah. Oliver's dead. There's just way too much of this going on. Like, I did I did love the, the seeing Kara, Alex, and Kate sitting on the couch. Just hanging out. That Kate was awesome. Is in a very weird outfit that is not dark at all. Like I, I feel like Kate showed up to Kara's house in like her regular outfit, and, and Kara, Kara's Kara like, hey, "If you're gonna hang out with us, you need to wear something bright," and gave her clothes to wear because none of those clothes look like they were clothes that Kate would wear. But I just love seeing Kara and Kate just, like, hanging out together. 
Like that just made my night. I was like, yes. Um, then we get uh, kind of the same monologue that we got at the beginning of the crossover. This time, it's Oliver as the Spectre doing the narration. We get Star, you know, we see Star Girl on a multiple Earth. We see the Green Lantern core on another Earth. Uh, Swamp Thing just kind of chilling in the rain, which is great because he's never going to be there. He's never going to be seen again. We see the Titans again and Hawk and Dove. I think we also saw Krypton, but I'm not sure. Uh, I am not sure. We see the Doom I, Patrol randomly yeah, dancing. We which see I thought Brandon, was cool. We see Brandon Routh uh, as Superman back on Earth-96. So here's my problem with this. The entire point was to kind of get everyone onto one Earth, just like it was in the in the comic continuity. And then you still have multiple Earths? Like, why? But, but all of our people are still on Earth Prime. It's the other shows that are not connected to the Arrowverse but they, that are but now with multiple Earths. Right. Whereas before well, I, universe decide like which ones to put on a different earth. Because all the shows that are on the CW that are going to be connected in the same universe are going universe to be on the same. The universe wasn't sitting there with a pencil and paper going, Well, these people are on the CW. No, it makes no sense. Just admit it. I mean, th- this is this is what the CW writers decided to do when they wrote the show. So we're just gonna go with it. I will say I will like are we going to talk about the final scene in the airport hangar or warehouse? That is what that is what's next, yes. So yet another scene of them mourning Oliver. And they have his suit. And, and at first, I didn't realize, like, the thing that that was just, like, a random fire. I thought it was, like, a plaque that she, like, bronzed, like, with his name or something. So I kept expecting to see, like, his name show up. And it was just kind of... The thing that was burning, it was just a fire. Yeah. That was kind of weird. But I did uh, love their their night at the round table moment. I did love that. When he unveiled the table. Yes. So they they have the eternal flame in front of his case with his suit in it. It's in the shape of an arrow. It's kind of a nod to, uh, in the Death of Superman storyline, outside of his tomb, they had an eternal flame. Superman earned it. Arrow does not. I said it. I mean, Arrow's death created this entire, like, literally created this entire new universe. So I would it's say a weird he universe it. where random people are on different Earths. With uh, but no I'm just, reason. I'm just saying, his sacrifice saved everybody. Therefore, yes, he earned it. Uh someone asks why why they're they put this in a condemned building and uh flash is like oh no this building's not condemned it's actually an old research uh, yeah because barry owns this building right it's uh an old research facility owned by star labs and no one knows is here so this is our place and Black Lightning is like, well, why would we need this? How often does the world actually end? And they're all kind of looking like, well, and yeah, Kate's like, don't worry. Don't worry. I was the new kid was, last year. Yep. I was the new kid last year. That I really liked. Um, 
And so Flash kind of unveils the table, and it's and it's a nice kind of round table um, with a star in the middle, and each chair has their own emblems, including one for all. Which all I'm Earth. assuming is event- when the cr- next crossover happens. I'm assuming his daughter will sit in that seat because his daughter is getting, you know, they're doing a canary spinoff with his daughter. Yeah. Um, so they all kind of sit down and have like the little moment of them like smiling. And again, you know, Tyler's there smiling. No lines because, look, he's not a good actor. So he to have him there smiling like that's what he should be doing. And then they hear kind of a, a faint noise of a like a monk- scurrying noise. Right a scurrying noise and then a monkey noise and we see an open container um that the the door is kind of swing it's empty the door is swinging shut and it has gleek on it and then we hear the super friends the old 70s tv show uh animated show theme now for those who not know gleek is a um is a monkey from the animated show. Okay. Now, it, was this just a cameo thing? Like a, hey, and like an Easter egg thing? Or is this I, like a... I believe it's an Easter egg. I don't know if it's setting up for Next Crisis, like if he'll show up. Um, but if I remember correctly, he is a good guy. Like, he's... He is a good guy. Okay, so we're not looking at another garage. No, 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 no. It's actually, it's a... He's like a regular size monkey. Like he is not a he is yeah, he's definitely not a grod. Um I did like I did like the uh the Super Friends theme that they played. I thought that was cool. I didn't know that that's what that was, but I was thinking, "Oh, this is very Super Friends like." Yeah, so he's an alien monkey. He's an Exorian monkey from the planet Exor. He's got a prehensile tail uh, that can make a bucket magically appear. I don't know why. Oh, because he was he was usually with the Wonder Twins. That's why. So I he loves Earth bananas. These are all these are all facts. Um, he will be coming to the uh, uh, comics in a couple issues, so like a month or two down the road uh, in the Wonder Twins. So that's how we end the crossover, which was a nice ending. Um, I don't think I needed the thirteen or fourteen references to Oliver being dead this this episode. I think they could have easily condensed some of this episode and some of the last episode and just did four parts. Yeah. And they should have just done it all before the holiday. This yeah. break was unnecessary. Yeah. And actually like, I, you could have done this over two nights, like you could have done two hours, one night and two hours the next night. Right. Which is normally what they do because that's how crisis on earth X was. Yeah. Or it was over. It was like part. It was. It was like part one was on Sunday, part two was on Monday, and then the last two parts were on Tuesday, and it was over three days. 
Yeah. They. But so, stretching it out to me was pointless. Like there was no reason that we needed a month. And the fact, like, I figured, okay, they gave us a huge break. Obviously, they're gonna have like an epic battle or, or something epic that will have made the waiting worth it. And I don't feel we got that. Yeah, we definitely didn't. Um, so I don't think. I don't think the next crossover is going to be nearly as big in scope. So I think you're going to see it go down. I think you're going to see it go down to three episodes. uh, Yeah. I I don't, I I feel like they did this because this was something they've been gearing towards since they started the flash. So now that like this kind of huge milestone moment is over, they can kind of scale it back. Yeah, um, but we'll see. Uh, other than that, next Sunday, we're back to regular Batwoman, which is great because... I've missed our of, people. I, I So have I, and I... I thought this crossover was good, not great, but I also think that... Um, I've been liking how well Batwoman's been going that to be away from it for this long that, you know, that also contributed to my feelings on crisis. Yeah. I also like, I like how well she blended with our universe and our characters. Like she fit right in. I'm interested to see how the effects of crisis affect her moving forward. I think that's what I'm most looking forward to in general across the board with the rest of these shows is to see how this event affects everybody going forward. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see the fallout in the, in the various uh, shows. I mean, Arrow's only got one episode left, and I'm positive it'll well, just be well, them too, technically, all. with the backdoor pilot. Oh, yeah. They got a backdoor pilot, and then they got an episode which will just be like everyone talking about Oliver dying or something. Yeah, it'll be I his funeral. Are you gonna, I don't know exactly. I mean, he was, he was filming so. something, so I don't like. He was filming for the final week of Arrow, so I don't know exactly what this is going to be unless he did like a video message to people right it's going to be interesting yeah I don't I don't know but other than that I think that's about it so next week we'll be back on our regular schedule with Batwoman thank god because I miss Alice Uh, yeah I miss Alice I even miss Sophie Oh, Sophie, that lovable, that lovable woman who has no idea what she's doing in life. And I miss Mary. I miss Mary so much. Oh, yeah, Mary. I just miss our people. There's a lot I of wanna, I want to get back to our people and our stories. And I really want the conciseness that we had in the first half of the season leading into crisis to continue through the back half of the season, just because we have 
more episodes does not mean we need filler. Right. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see what's going on. So indeed. Other than yeah, other than that, I believe that that's definitely all I have. You have anything else? Nope, that's pretty much everything. All right, you can reach us at Batwoman TV Talk uh, uh, on Twitter or Academy Rewind on Twitter or Batwoman TV Talk on Gmail. And where can the people reach you? I'm at xo Tony Roney xo on Twitter. All right. Sounds good. So we'll be back in about seven days with the next episode of Batwoman, uh, which, as we said, we cannot wait for. But it's been a long day, so I need to I need to eat breakfast at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> so until next time, have a good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.